I see you, yeah you, flipping through all the podcasts, looking for something different. Tired of those with all the catchy phrases, a one-size-fits-all quick fix schemes that never seem to fit. My name is Anthony Hart, and if you are like me, you want more than a moment. We are looking for a movement of groundbreakers and world changers who are tired of the status quo, willing to throw it all up to see what sticks, willing to ask a question before pointing a finger. This is your invitation into a collection of thoughtful ponderings posed to make you think, one-on-one conversations that challenge you with fresh perspective, and roundtable discussions where sparks fly as iron sharpens iron. Intrigued? Pull up a seat. We've been waiting for you. But don't get comfortable. You might be up next. In the Red is now in session. Let's go. All right. Here I am back again in the studio, a.k.a. my office, talking to you, spitting rhymes. Not really. Uh, Singing bars, maybe. But I'm back talking with you. Conversation. Let's go. I've been a little hiatus. I know you've got access to my sermons over the last couple of months, and I hope they've been good for you. And maybe I've just been taking a break. I've been a little bit lazy with this, not taking really, not stewarding, not taking advantage of the platform I've been given. And I want to apologize to you, to listener. If you've hung on, if you're still listening, maybe this is your first time here. I encourage you, go back, listen to some of the first moments. They're good. Go back and listen to the sermons. They're good. Um, But I need to get better at this. I got to be more intentional with our time together because as, you know, I get things put in my life, journeys, struggles, conversations, all the things. It's in preparation moments to share with you, to let you know that you're not out doing this alone. And I got a fitting topic today. I hope. I know it's good for me. So maybe I'm just talking to myself. So I'll spend the next little bit of time talking to myself, rambling on, but I hope this connects with you. And the title today, maybe it distracted some people and they didn't even want to click on it because it is a tough topic. Today, we're going to talk about discipline. Yeah, discipline. Discipline is tough, especially uh, if maybe you're from the era I am. So I am about to turn 45. I'm Uh, middle age, we're going to keep that because I'm believing 90 to 100 is where I'm going to end up at. Good Lord willing, uh, discipline will help with that, right? But I came from an era where discipline was and is something that I um, dealt with. My mom and dad uh, believed in spankings. And if you don't, then that's on you. I can tell you today, uh, I got spanked. I didn't get beat. I was not um, physically uh, assaulted. I I got a belt. I got a switch, a wooden spoon, um, a fly swatter. I got some things in my life, but they were attention getters. And all through that process, um, at the time, they were hurting my feelings. And man, why are you whipping me? But I look back now, and it took those attention moments to really grab a hold and say, you know what? I don't need to be doing these things. Why did I do it? To evaluate that. In that moment of immaturity, that's not where we're stuck, right? Like, we, why are you disciplining me? I just did what I wanted to do. And they're like, yeah, but that's not always the right answer. So if you were in that era like me, you get to this place as you get older, you start having kids and you're like, mm, I don't want to discipline my kids like that because that hurt my bottom when it happened. And now many of us are seeing the repercussions of less than disciplining in our kids. Now, 
I have a, a plethora of three kids, and they are across the spectrum of requirements of discipline. Um, my son, my firstborn, that dude, I didn't ever had to lay a hand on him because I could raise my voice and wreck that dude's world. Like when daddy raised his voice, like it got his attention, it hurt his feelings, and he responded to it. My middle one, my second, whoo, she's not that way. She is stubborn just like her daddy. And there are moments that her attention had to be got in some different ways. And I, for years, I didn't want to, to whip her because of, oh, I'm not going to whip my kids. But there was one day, and I can remember, she was doing something and arguing with me. I was trying to help her uh, teach her. It was actually with homework, I think, and it erupted into something else. But she just wanted her way, and her way was not working. So I reached over and popped her on her leg, and she just stopped and froze. And she goes, Daddy, that hurt. And I said, it didn't hurt that bad, but do I have your attention? And she said, yes. In that moment, I stopped because here is the first step of discipline. You have to understand discipline is required, but it has to be coupled with correction. Otherwise, you're just disciplining to discipline. This is where a lot of people are stuck, especially if you come out of a broken home where maybe you were physically assaulted, where you were just um, disciplined all the time and there was never any correction. And there was no purpose in the discipline other than they just wanted you to do what they wanted you to do. And if that's the case, then you don't even want to discipline your kids because you don't even know how to discipline your kids. And that's OK. And this is not all about kids. This is about us. I don't want to just focus on this kid portion, but this is the easy example to really connect to because I'm going to bring this back to us as adults now. But it's in this space of discipline that I had her attention in that moment. It's up to me what I do with it. If I don't do anything else, then I just spanked her, just popped her leg and that's it. All I wanted to do was be right, pop her head, and then I leave the situation. And she is not, she has no idea why the discipline was for. She has no reason to know where we're going or what we're doing. Now it's just, there creates this fra fragment between her and I, this divide. Because, well, I'm not going to do that anymore because I don't want to be spanked. But then the divide is, well, I'm not going to do that anymore in front of him because then I'll get a spanking, but I don't understand why I shouldn't do it. So I'm going to continue to do it, not around him. This is where the correction comes in. Now I see this a lot on the opposite end of this is there's no discipline, all correction. So in that place, the correction, oh, you shouldn't do that. Now this is what you should do, but you didn't get their attention. So they're like, oh, I'll do it again because all I'm going to get, so you shouldn't do that. You should do this. But realistically, my way is I'm going to do it my way, whatever. But in that moment of discipline, I got her attention and I said, stop. I said, now that I have your attention, I'm not mad at you. I didn't do that because I'm angry at you. I did that to get your attention. I did that to stop what you're doing. I did that to let you know this is wrong. I'm not going to honor this. There's no respect in the way you're talking. So I have your attention now. Now let's talk about the why. And it was in that moment growth occurred. Connection occurred between her and I. I've not had to spank her since. Now there's moments that I probably could have because our emotions can creep in. But in those moments, what I'm really trying to do is I want your attention. And now let's talk about the growth. So now for us as adults, this kind of been where I've been at. It took some discipline, which I kind of lost. I was doing a lot of good things. I was doing 
preaching sermons and doing a lot of things with the church, doing a lot of things with the Founder uh, Collective. If you don't know about that, it's another podcast I'm a part of. I'm doing those, but what I was doing is not being disciplined in my own platform, in my own thing. And in this place, I had to get my own attention. You know what got my own attention? My wife starting her podcast. I've been telling her for a while. She's come through a journey, a testimony of a lot of struggles in her life. And um, if you are one that struggles with stress and anxiety, I would encourage you to go listen to the Breath and Beat podcast. This is her personal podcast, her story about how um, she's overcoming that and connecting with people to let them know that you can't do this alone. The story is to bring us together and, and help us grow out of it. You don't have to live an anxious and a life that's dealing with depression and all that. There is hope, but you've got to find people who give you hope, people that will connect you to, I believe, God, the number one hope giver that will help us walk through this. So her doing her podcast, I'm sitting back. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing, we're doing my sermons. The podcast is going out. People are getting it. And in my back of my mind, it's like, yeah, but why aren't you doing more? You do it. You get yourself spread thin, but you're not doing the thing that's got your name on it. You're not doing the thing I called you to do. So as I got my whipping, I began to set and pause. I got my attention. I wasn't going to just jump back in on here and just do it to do it. What am I doing this for? What's the correction moment? Getting back to the heart of why we started this in the red podcast. And what is that? To let you know that you're seen, you're heard. To let you know that I've been there, I've done it. To let you know that I'm a pastor, but that's just a piece of the puzzle. I'm not the super spiritual dude that gets in here and wears a three-piece suit and just talks King James Version all the time, and I can't connect to you where you're at. Because I believe in the conversation piece, the connection piece. That's where everything lies. And through that conversation connection, guess what? There's an accountability that develops. And I've not been holding myself accountable. But it took the discipline of someone else, of watching that, witnessing. It took people, and I'm going to name drop on here, but my buddy Brad Modric, if you don't know him and follow him, this man is an amazing dude, business starter, doing it, doing it well. He represents Allentown's I Was Raised Out in Walnut Ridge. Sorry, that was an LL Cool J reference. I said I wasn't going to spit bars, but I did. But that's my dude. And his life, if you watch him, if you're on Instagram or Facebook and you're connected to him, this dude lives a disciplined life and I'm watching it and observing it. And it's pushed me to be better. I'm surrounded by a group of dudes in my uh, Warriors for Christ group that continue to challenge me in, dis in their discipline. So other people's discipline begin to discipline me. And it was done in such a way, it wasn't like an accusatory. They never accused me or chat, like come attack me. Like, why are you? It was, but I watched them and their discipline began to discipline me. I began to get whooped in my mind because I knew I should be better. And in that correction moment, it began to shift and change me. Peaceful nudges by um, my friend Janice, who helps uh, steward this podcast and get people along with Tamara. If you don't know Tamara, Andres, she... I'm just name dropping people, people in my life that had helped me. Jay Stallings, all these people in my life. you got to have people in your life that will help discipline you through their discipline. If you have a bunch of undisciplined people in your life, guess what? You're not going to be prone to discipline yourself. This is why as kids, when we got disciplined and we begin to help our brothers and sisters through our own discipline, help them realize you don't have to get weapons to get their attention. There was times that my stronger backside probably prevented my brother from getting weapons. Now, there were seasons where he should have got more weapons than he did. I don't know. 
But I want to talk about discipline through the lens of the Bible. If you if you've never read the Bible, I would encourage you to read Proverbs because Proverbs is probably the one chapter in the book or one book in the uh, the Bible that you, if you've never read it, you didn't know that you've heard a lot of things out. A lot of people quote Proverbs. A lot of people say things, especially if you're in the business world, that will connect to you. And what they don't realize is it's actually scripture. But there is so much profound wisdom in Proverbs. The, the writer of it, uh, there's actually a couple of writers, but Solomon, King Solomon, wrote the majority of it. And his uh, big ask with God was not God said, you can have anything because you're obedient. He didn't say, I want money. I want fame. I want all the things. He said, I want wisdom because he knew the key to unlocking everything is wisdom of learning and growing and having the wisdom to be able to do other things. It requires work after that. This is a lot like discipline. Correction is the wisdom. But if we just know something, we don't put the work into getting better into doing it, then it's just exactly it's just information. But wisdom is actually learned or actually activated knowledge, activated information. You take that and say, I'm not going to do that again. That's the wisdom to, to grow in that moment and say, if I got a whooping for it, I can't go back to that place because I'm going to have to get a whooping again if I continue in that same cycle. Whatever that cycle is in your life, are you being whipped constantly by yourself? Are, are you being um, taken advantage of by others in that cycle. Wisdom says, I don't want to do this anymore. I got to get out of this cycle. Anxiety, depression, if I'm in this cycle and I always find myself back at this place, along the way, if you really look, you're getting information that can get you out of that cycle. If you're not, then you have to change the voices in your life. If you're around a bunch of negative people, you're never going to get the information to pull you out of that cycle. You're going to be in that constant space which will get you in a place where you feel like you have no control, that's when you make the ultimate decision of suicide, of taking that action that, that you can't take back. Change the voices in your life. Change the information. But then it's up to you to change that information into wisdom by taking action. That's the correction piece of this. So Proverbs, Solomon, who wrote this, says, God, I want wisdom because I know this is not only going to change my life, but it's going to help me impact those that's, that I serve as their king. It also is going to help me those that I come in contact from other kingdoms. That's why a lot of other kingdoms and religions reference the Bible because of the things that um, Solomon said. But one of the Proverbs is this. Proverbs 12, 1 says, whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But whoever hates correction is stupid. <laughs> I love that because it's so true because, oh, I love knowledge. We love knowledge and we get this big, we buy books. Like if you look behind me, if you're, if you look through the, the audio right now, behind me is my bookshelf with books that I've read and all, ooh, look at me, all the knowledge I have. But this is all worthless if I don't activate it and put it into play. Discipline is worthless if there's no correction to go. If I don't course correct my life, if I don't begin to shift and change my action and my plans to coincide with what I've learned from this knowledge, from this discipline. You have to take a step. you got to respond to it. And that whoever hates correction is stupid because in that moment of being disciplined, if it's only about the discipline, then guess what? The discipline has to occur again and again and again because never there was never any correction. And the discipline is only focused on trying to fix one thing because there's always going to be discipline in your life, but it shouldn't be the same discipline over and over. If your habit is to beat yourself into submission over the same thing every day, 
you have the ability to learn so you don't have to be whipped that, that way anymore. It doesn't mean there's not discipline down the road for something else. Building these habits, these things in your life to overcome that place opens you up for growing in another area. It opens the door for you to grow out of where you're at, but the growing doesn't stop. We're in constant growing. Think about the things you got in trouble for as a small child. You got your hand popped for touching uh, one of mom's knickknacks. But guess what? When you're older, you didn't get popped for the same thing because you had zero desire to just touch and feel everything and knock things off and break it. Now you're getting in trouble for wrestling with your brother and sister because you're going to, the result could be the same thing, but your actions are different. So growing in this place of discipline. So another scripture is we find is in Job. Uh, Job, if you don't know his story, Job was a man who had to go through a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Everything in the world that could happen to Job did, but his faith, although it, it wavered close to the end, it it made it through his faith in God. But in Job, it says, blessed is the one whom God corrects. So do not despise the discipline of the almighty. See, for me, I had to learn sometimes that whipping is God saying, hey, I'm trying to get your attention, boy, because I've put you in this space. I've given you this wisdom. I've allowed you to walk this journey. I've, I've overcome some things in your life. And it's not just so you can jump on a platform and preach on Sunday. It's bigger than that. There will be people who never come into a church or have been hurt by church that will walk into that place. What are you doing to connect with those people? Because they need to know that I love them too. Because they've been feeling disciplined in their life. But really, it's not me disciplining them at all. It's the, it's the response. It's the, um, it's the results of their own actions. It's a result of the people that they're hanging out. It's the results of the constant cycle of brokenness and hurt that they've gone through because they don't feel worthy of anything else because of what's been done to them. What are you doing to connect with them? Yeah, you're doing a sermon. You're doing this, which is good, but I'm calling you to the next step. I want to challenge you today. What are you doing in your life to overcome where you're at, to position yourself for the next place of discipline? Have you just got tired of discipline because you don't want to be corrected? Are you satisfied with where you're at? Although deep down inside, something's pulling at you to move, but you've just become safe and secure where you're at. But more is being required. The discipline of those around you, if it's faltered, maybe you need to surround yourself with people who are doing things bigger than you because their disciplines will begin to challenge you to a, a bigger place. Safety and security, comfortability, Discipline will challenge that. The biggest thing you have to learn is when you're not responding, you're dying. In an emergency room, if you go in and you're non-responsive and they can't get you to respond, you're on the path to dying. You're not growing. You're not living anymore. So are you non-responsive? Is the discipline become so commonplace that you've gotten used to the weapons, you've gotten used to it and you refuse to grow from it. Are you missing the moment of correction in your life? Do you have positive voices in your life that can help correct you in those places? Have you given them the access to hold you accountable? 
my physical regimen also had suffered in this last couple of months. I went on a 14K hike in Denver. And when I got back, I got lazy all of a sudden. I did something amazing. I, cr- I climbed to this feet, I over- overcome this wild thing in my mind that I can't get to that high of a mountain. Like it was stressing. It was taxing on my body to get to that place. But it took those voices of men that I went with to challenge me to push me to get to that place. And when I come back and got alone back in the home place, I got lazy. Once again, my wife was the discipline. She's losing weight. She's working out every day of the month of the week and killing it. And as I begin to watch her, I was like, oh, I got to do it one step at a time. I didn't jump all in three, four times a week, getting out there, running, pushing myself, getting a workout in. But you know what? I know I've got to do more. It's no time to stop. If I'm going to hit that 90 to 100 year mark on my life, I got to be in shape. I got to eat better. I got to do these things. This is a challenge, folks. You got to get some discipline in your life. You got to discipline yourself, but not to stay where you're at to continue to grow. I want you to really establish a moments of reflection every day. Don't, when you wake up in the morning, don't pick your phone up. Choose your that moment in the day, at the beginning, at the end to reflect. First to reflect at the end of the day on how your day went. And give yourself grace if you didn't get it right. Grace to go to sleep and say, you know what, I got another day tomorrow. I got another beat in my chest, another breath in my lungs to do something different. So then your moment in the morning when you stop, when you get up in that morning of reflection, for you that are connected with God, that prayer, that meditation time is to really say, I've got another breath. I've got another beat. What am I going to do with it? What am I going to do with today? To step one step away from tomorrow, yesterday, one step closer to tomorrow. I've got one chance at today. What am I going to do with it? That's the power of purpose. That's the power of those disciplines of pushing you towards purpose. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope it's helped you. Or maybe you just heard me and how I'm learning myself. We can do this together. God bless you. It's time to move. Let's go.